0: Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
1: Take Command Podcast from Odyssey Sports. I'm Craig. He's Logan. All right, quickly, Logan, let's wrap up with the Commander's defense. One thing when I watch the Cowboys-Giants game, Cooper Rush gets the ball out quickly when he is responsible for getting the ball out. They are a run first, second and third team. Like you talked about when we had Bobby on, and he certainly confirmed that, but with rush, they do get the ball out really, really quickly. They try to make it really easy for him. So what do you see out of this Dallas offense with rush at the helm? And, and do you also expect them to expand it a little bit as he's now in his, what is this? His fourth start or third start, fourth appearance, whatever it is on the season.
2: I would say, At some point, they will have to expand it, but I don't think against this team. I I think what they're thinking about is like coming off this Philadelphia loss, the defense played well, but not outstanding. The offense is struggling. We can definitely stay in our wheelhouse. We can definitely be who we want to be. We can definitely run the football on first and second down. And the thing is, is this game feels, smells to me a little bit like the Detroit game, right? They want Mm. to run the football. They run kind of physically-minded runs there's a diverse, there's a very eclectic array of those kind of physical runs they want to run. Gap scheme, powers, bounces, pulls, all this types of stuff. And you've got the personnel to execute it. And you can tell that they've sharpened that sword a ton because they're very, very good at it. And so to me, the most critical element of this game is what is your first and second down plan to stop the run? Because right now what they do is they run it twice, they get in a first down, and then they take a shot and then CD Land dropped a couple in the game against New York but he's going to catch those at some point and those are going to be huge and he's wide open because everyone's selling out to stop the run so you need to figure out a way with your front 7 with your front 8 to to stop the run put a lot of pressure on Cooper Rush to beat you from the pocket now he's a fine football player like our guest said Bobby he you know he's been around the, been around that team for a long time he's got good relations with everybody but i want to see him do it down in and down out he doesn't he doesn't throw the football a ton. They don't ask him to throw the football a ton. To me, he's the weak link right now. And he's he's done a good job with what they've put on his plate. But what happens when you shovel more on? What happens when the offense is when what happens when they're down 14 points? What happens if the offense can apply some pressure and they can't run the football? What happens if you shut down the run game on first and second down? And that becomes the cog that has to win the game for you? I personally think he's a good player. I don't think he's equipped to do that. So I want to see, Let's. what can you do to, get, to make that happen? That's offense and defense.
1: Yeah, definitely. I loved what John Allen said on the Junkies on Monday about, you know, obviously things didn't go great against Philly, um, and it really was that second quarter, but they did do a good job against the run. Um, yeah. And John was like, we as a defensive line took it on ourselves. That was a real point of emphasis for us. Not that we weren't trying the first couple of weeks, but like that was our thing. And I think that's got to continue to obviously this week, but also – moving forward um, real quick, just to wrap up though, um, going back two levels, what do you do with St. Juiced? Do you uh, put him back in the slot or do you keep him outside? Like what, as we sit here recording this on Thursday, uh, assuming William Jackson, the third continues to fully practice and is good to go on Sunday. Like how do you play your corners? Cause that is a real sticky wicket uh, that the commander staff seems to have found themselves in. Uh, thanks to Benjamin juice, really solid play on Sunday.
2: So that's the best game I've seen from a corner since I've been covering the team. So 2020, 2019, whatever it was. Um, And so obviously you say, I want that guy on the outside. And I would try to get him on the outside. The problem is you don't have enough depth. Like who's the nickel if he doesn't play the nickel, right? That, that becomes the crux, right? Because you can't, I don't think, I think Fuller's been playing well enough outside that you don't want to get him unsettled and move him to nickel. I'd like to say William Jackson would move to nickel, but I don't think he physically is capable of doing it. So all of a sudden you're like, well, you have two guys who are outside guys who, are, you know, fillers. Despite the Philadelphia game, tight coverage understands. Like, I think he's playing at a high level. You don't want to take him out of there. I don't think. You know, so I think that kind of handcuffs you. You say it's either wild goose or Benjamin Saint Newt, uh, Benjamin Saint Juice at nickel, and to me that's not even a question. So right. that that is your answer. As much as you want Benjamin Saint Juice to play on the outside, I don't see. I don't see a solution there where that's viable. That's just my opinion.
1: Yeah. I do wonder, you know, the politics of everything as well. Like, do you start St. Justin fuller in base? And then when, when you go to nickel, you kick B- BSJ inside. Like that's, that seems I like, like probably, i like
2: that idea. I like, that honestly, idea that seems like
1: the best option. Um, but the other problem is then you get to your practice reps and how do you split it? And like, you know, there, there's all that, the communication, if he's moving around all over the place, like that affects that. I, I do think though, like, you probably just go St. Juice at the, at the nickel um, and go back to what you were doing because it gets your best players on the field. But if this back end were to fall apart again, when Jackson gets back out there, I think you have to make a switch because... The communication, the everything, was just better last week, mm-hmm. and was that because they were locked in, or is that a reflection of the personnel? And if we start to get more data, that it could be a reflection of the personnel, because um, obviously, you know, Jackson and Cam Curl haven't played together yet, so maybe Cam was actually the the secret sauce, and with him back out there, William will look like he did most of camp and during OTAs. Uh, or sorry, not OTAs. OTAs were kind of rough, but Campy looked really good, so. Um, I think that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, obviously we will be, at, but moving forward, um, Benjamin St. Juice looks like a a really p- potentially their best defensive draft pick since Rivera's been here. Frankly, um, you know, yeah. Chase was Chase. Oh, I guess Chase yeah. was was technically a Rivera pick, um, but certainly but in the last still two though, years. I
2: mean, yeah. I'll, I mean, I'm not gonna spit that out you know i mean that's uh, i'll I'll chew on that for a little bit yeah Uh, jamin jamin's getting better though let's see that'd be great i I would love
1: i would love for benjamin to be second because jamin develops into a hell of a football player
2: he had a good game on sunday you know like yeah he sure did people need to talk about that too but yeah to me that he 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 was the best player on the defense benjamin st juice playing outside and he played with great confidence a couple of plays man i did a breakdown for command center it's on the youtube page it's on my instagram like The way he's playing with his eyes, the way he's playing physical at the catch point, the way he's using his length, his foot speeds on full display, did an outstanding job.
1: Yeah, no, he was really, really good. Uh, Next Gen Stats had this really amazing stat on the touchdown catch that he did give up, .3 yards of separation. Just A.J. Brown's a monster. What are you going to do? All right. If you want that film breakdown, by the way, uh, Logan's Instagram is at Logan underscore Paulson 82. Uh, we will be back with you with more information on all the health and injuries and, and guys that are in and out and all that Sunday for countdown to kickoffs. So join us live on the radio, the team nine eighty and one Oh six, seven, the fan, the Odyssey app, of course, on either station stream starting at 10 AM or four. He gets burgundy gold game day started at eight, uh, I'll see y'all on the radio as well at three o'clock, and then we'll see you Monday morning for a reaction pod here on Take Command. Make sure you subscribe if you want a little bit more on the Dallas side of things. Check out Love of the Star, and that's all we got for this week on Take Command. Okay,
3: picture this it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.